Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 2 Timothy chapter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would realize what really matters, what we should be focusing on, and what we should avoid and just not bother with. We pray that we would be believing in you and changing our lives to be righteous and holy before you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2. You therefore, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. Entrust these things to faithful people who will be competent to teach others also. Suffer together with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one who serves as a soldier is entangled in the activities of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him. And also, if anyone competes, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The farmer who works hard must be the first to receive a share of the crops. Consider what I am saying, for the Lord will grant you understanding in all these things. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David according to my gospel, in connection with which I suffer misfortune to the point of imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Because of this I endure all things for the sake of the chosen, in order that they may also obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind people of these things, solemnly urging them before the Lord not to dispute about words. This is in no way beneficial and leads to the ruin of the hearers. Make every effort to present yourself approved to God, a worker having no need to be ashamed, guiding the word of truth along a straight path. But avoid pointless chatter, for it will progress to greater ungodliness, and their message will spread like gangrene, among whom are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have deviated concerning the truth by saying the resurrection has already taken place, and they are upsetting the faith of some. However, the solid foundation of God stands firm, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who names the name of the Lord must abstain from unrighteousness. Now in a great house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also wooden and earthenware ones, some of which are for honorable use, and some of which are for ordinary use. Therefore, if someone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. But flee from youthful desires and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, in company with those who call upon the Lord from a pure heart. But avoid foolish and uninformed controversies, because you know that they produce quarrels. And the slave of the Lord must not quarrel, but be kind toward everyone, skillful in teaching, tolerant, correcting those who are opposed with gentleness, 
seeing whether perhaps God may grant them repentance to a knowledge of the truth. And they will come to their senses again and escape from the trap of the devil, being held captive by him to do his will. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 1, Paul had talked about the faith that was in Timothy's mother and grandmother. Paul had given his own example of suffering for Jesus, and he mentioned some who had turned away and one man who had worked hard to find Paul and help him. So chapter 2 starts, You therefore, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The word therefore draws on everything Paul said in the first chapter, and the my child shows how close Paul feels to Timothy. He wants Timothy to be strong and to pass on the teaching that he has heard from Paul on many occasions to different audiences. Paul wants Timothy to find people who will continue to teach these things. And really, you can say that we are continuing that today. We have been taught the truth, and we want to find others to teach the truth so that they in turn can teach others. Paul gives three examples of people who are focused on the results. Soldiers are focused to please the commander. Runners are focused on keeping the rules, and farmers work hard with a view to the harvest. Paul brings up Jesus again, I think reminding Timothy of the core of the gospel, that Jesus was raised from the dead, and that Jesus is a descendant of David. Paul uses only a few words here, but Timothy had heard Paul preach enough to know all of what this means, that Jesus has paid for our sins and been raised to show us that we also will be raised and that Jesus fulfills all of the promises of the Messiah in the Old Testament. So, because of this gospel, Paul is suffering, with the good end in view. Paul quotes from what was probably a song or poem that Timothy knew. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. If we died with him, may be referring to baptism, or it may be talking in the past tense about our physical death. Because it is past tense, I'm inclined to think that it references baptism. But the next line about enduring is definitely saying that we cannot give up halfway. And then the part about denying Jesus makes that even more sure. But it ends saying that Jesus is always faithful. Then Paul talks about disputes. There are some who dispute about words and deviate from the truth. Paul tells Timothy to guide the truth on a straight path. Paul mentions one specific false teaching, that some were saying that the resurrection had already happened. And perhaps the real problem is that that leads people to act improperly. Paul says, everyone who names the name of the Lord must abstain from unrighteousness. He gives the illustration of things you have in a house. You have the fine china for special occasions, and you have the toilet. So Paul says that we want to be the fine china for honorable use. Paul tells Timothy to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Righteousness is right actions. Faith and love are the motivation. And peace is both a natural result as well as something to work on. Again, Paul says to avoid foolish controversies. Timothy should be teaching rather than arguing. Teaching involves correcting, but it is God who will bring them to their senses and out of Satan's trap. And now for a deeper dive. 
In this chapter, Paul has talked a lot about arguments to avoid, but then he tells Timothy to include correction in his teaching. So, where is the line between arguing and correcting? Well, first of all, we have to pick our battles. For example, some people think that Paul was released after his first time in prison that we read about at the end of the book of Acts, and then put back into prison before this letter was written. But it isn't worth arguing about because the Bible doesn't tell us plainly that he was released. Now, we shouldn't base some doctrine about how we should live on if Paul was or wasn't released. It is interesting to consider, but of little value. On the other hand, saying that the resurrection has already happened is dangerous because it can affect how we live our lives. If there is no resurrection to look forward to, then what hope of a promise from God do we have? But even when correcting false teaching, the point is not for us to be right. That is the temptation, to argue in order to be right. If we are arguing in order to be right, then we don't care how trivial the thing being argued is. We just want to be right. But if we are concerned about people's souls and the glory of God, then we will try to show them the truth. But it won't be with an end to glorify me because I'm right. It will be for their good. So we will be gentle, and we will realize that God is the one who will really change their hearts. The power is not in me. I can show them his word, and that is the power that will change them. And that is why this podcast is focused on the Bible. I want God's power to work in your life to change you. Because I know that none of us are what we need to be yet. And in the process, I think God is changing me, too. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.